What is going on, Irregulars? Welcome back on another Thursday. It is your boy, Bobby. And not your girl, Katie. We need to figure something out for that. Help us. Help, help, help. Help, not your girl, Katie. It's like that that, uh, that meme or the gif of Kevin Hart. And he's like, help me. You know what I mean? I say that a lot to people just about everything in general. So there you go. Just help me. (laughs) Just help for everything. Uh, Normal plug, intro music rocks. Dan LeBay, D period L period productions on Instagram. Thank you for the fire beat. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Caitlin, let it, what are we doing today? We, okay, I just need to preface this with, we really don't spend a ton of time prepping for episodes, especially when it's just you and I together. Uh, we do a little bit for, for guests, but we just spent the last two and a half hours preparing for this and we're so excited to get into it. So like, I think that I agree, but like, I think it was worded a little poorly. I'm going to call you out. We prep, but like. We don't structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't script. And not that this episode is going to be scripted, but like we try to like we say all the time, we want to be authentic on here and we want kind of like that gut feeling and what everyone, you know, is going to say. And this time we're like, oh, man, we really have to we have to map this episode mm-hmm. out like because we we let people we, when we have our guests on, we let them we tell them it's their story. You know, and, and it's their it's it's their episode. Direct it, yeah. Yeah. And this one we're like, uh, if we don't have a plan, we are fucked. And <laughs> so. that is because of all of the awesome feedback we got from you guys. We kind of went into today like we need to record just an episode, you and I. Like, what the hell are we gonna talk about? And I was ducking it all day, like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. And Bobby, you really stepped in and helped us out. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. I mean, it's not me. It honestly it's our listeners. Like people just we have so many questions here. So kind of what we're going to do today is we asked, um, what do you want to ask the opposite sex? Like what are questions that you have for the opposite sex that you don't have an answer to, or that you genuinely just don't know, you know what I mean? Or what do you think about this? Um, we have so many questions. So, oh my gosh, we were flooded with questions in such a short period of time. We were like, Oh shit, we got to get, we got to get moving. So here we are, we have these questions. We're going to, just start right away and get into it. And we're going to fire off with the question that was asked the most. Okay. Can we split the bill on the first date? I would like to say once and once only clearly fuck. No, fuck. No, you're paying on the first date. I'm sorry. Okay. So although I have never split the bill on the first date, okay. Or, or let her pay on the first date. There always has been and there always will be this like, well, if it's your idea, you should pay for it. So if what a, does that mean? Like if a girl asks me out, hey, would you like to go get a drink? That's her asking me out. It's no different than me asking you out. I don't give a fuck. No like, way. You made the plans. No way. Like no. you made the plans. <laughs> you made the plans. Again, I, I get it. And I would never, ever, ever let a girl pay. I mean, literally, you know. I, I never let a girl pay. I a, a date for you the other week, and, and you didn't let her pay. No, no, absolutely not. You know what I mean? So it, I, I don't even let girls pay for, like, the first, like, three months. You know what well, I mean? And that's like, my thing, too, is, like, okay, like, the first couple of dates. And let me preface this with, I will always reach for my wallet and pretend that I want to pay. But that does not mean that I want to pay. If I'm reaching for my wallet, ignore me and just take the bill. If I reach <laughs> for my wallet and you allow me to pay, you can fuck off. Yeah. But I would say that at least the first three dates for me is, like, just try and like just you know court me a little bit let me feel like you got this daddy like after that 
we can split it. You know, I'll probably I've, you know, been known to pick up the tab when they're in the bathroom on the second or third date. But like that's hot. But like I know it's my low key power move. But <laughs> but no. I, and and here's here's why. I think I've said this a million times. Like a guy shows up on a date, right? His outfit. I mean, unless you're bougie as fuck. Your outfit probably costs you between seventy five to let's say two hundred dollars max for for you showing up looking like you do. For me to show up this way, I'm talking about an outfit. I'm talking about shoes. I'm talking about a purse. I have makeup on. I've gotten my hair done. I have hair product in my hair. I have jewelry on. I have a whole look that altogether, if you priced out every single thing that's on my body, makeup, hair products, everything included, you're looking at at least six hundred dollars easily. And that's so, not even counting my Botox. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but but here's the thing, though. No one, and we'll actually get into this a little bit later. Um, no one asked you to do that. Right. But, but if we'll I didn't look for, this way, would you have asked me out? More than like the answer from a true man answers more than likely. Yeah, I still would. That's because you've never seen me looking like a dumpster fire. I've drank with you on many occasions. Okay. I've right. seen you worse than a dumpster fire. I've seen you a dumpster fire that someone pissed on to put out. Thank you so much. Still love you. Thank you. <laughs> so with that being said, what is your ideal first date then? That's our next question. Well, I think we should just point out here that like, if you don't know this by now, it means you're not a loyal listener and you should go back and listen to the first couple episodes that I've had. Your girl is not like a advanced dater i'm not yeah. great at dates but the dates that i have gone on drinks for sure like just simple but i will say this too and i think this is an unpopular opinion one of the dates that i went on recently the guy offered to pick me up and a lot of people are like this is how like a dateline story starts and you're gonna get like axe murdered in the woods but i loved that piece of it because like it took some of the anxiety out for me and also it just felt kind of like oh like this guy's taking charge i kind of like that I was actually just out with a couple friends this past weekend for brunch and it was it was two girls and we met up with a couple people down in the city and on the way home they did say that like one of the sexiest things it was like one of those things where it's like what what is sexy that a man does without saying that it's sexy is if he drives me somewhere. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's something about like relinquishing that control and just being like, oh, I'm the co-pilot, baby. Yeah. Okay. See, now what's your opinion on like, so you said drinks. I agree. I think drinks are very simple. It's. I think it's mature. I think that's what, yeah, uh, yeah that's a mature first date. But like I have a buddy who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, their first date, he took a girl skydiving. So like, like what? Wait, really? Yeah. And they're like still together, if I'm not mistaken, and like <sighs> super like in okay, love. Okay, that throws a wrench in my answer then. Because that's kind of hot. That's kind of hot, but then it also goes back into the first question. Does he pay for the skydiving? Well, if it was his idea. But if it was your idea, does he pay? (laughs) Fuck, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Of course you're going to say yes. I mean, no. In that that instance, I would probably insist that I paid, but I also... You split it. You split it. That's Right, I mean, pay for myself. You came up with this extravagant idea. I'm down. I think it's fair that we split it. But I will say, if it was my idea... Regardless, if a man was like, no, baby, I insist. I got this. I'd be like, I'm what? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, Are you nervous going on a first date? And I think this is a huge perception that women don't know about men. And I think this is a great question. Um, Oddly enough, this question was asked by a male, but I think flipping the script is a lot better. Yes. 
um, men are extremely nervous. At least I am. This is from, again, this is from my perspective, but I actually have a story about this too. Quick one. I was getting ready to go on a date and I was freaking the fuck out. And I was texting my buddy and she wound up showing up and I was like, Oh my God, dude, she's here. And she's fucking beautiful. I don't, I'm nervous. And he actually screened and he was like, you got, he like texted me back and was like, you got this bro. Like blah, blah, blah. He screenshotted it and posted on his Instagram story. Obviously he blocked my name out and whatnot, but, um, he was like, you know, he posted and was like, Oh yeah. You know, hyping your boys up for a date. And like three or four girls DM'd him off of his story and were like, do guys really talk like this? And he's like, yeah, all the time. That's interesting. Yeah, dude. That's I was, actually kind of comforting. Yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, so I... Uh, I think we know your answer from... Well, no shit. But I will say this. When I went on my very first like legit date after getting out of this <laughs> wonderful relationship that I was in for six years, um, sarcasm intended anyway so <laughs> i actually to calm my nerves i started um what still continues to this day an instagram like i guess like video series that i would send all my friends and i called it date with kate and it began at about 3 p.m and i would just give them like five or six series long videos of like how i was feeling what i was doing like what outfit i was wearing what what i was nervous about um i live videoed the the ride there um they watched me pound a white claw before i got out of the car like, <laughs> right oh so my the answer is hard yes hard yes hard, hard fucking yes. yes but i i do a good friend of mine recommended have a glass of wine while you're getting ready like put on your favorite like pump up music if you're a girl like really get into like what makes you feel the most like you for me it's listening to podcasts ironically because it reminds me um, how much I like to talk as well and how funny I am. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm humble too. So I swear. I promise. Yeah. I promise. Um, okay. So Bobby, why is it okay for men to bang a very large number of women, but it is not okay for a woman to do the same? Um, I think this is actually a very simple answer and we don't need to dissect this anymore. If you are still asking this question in 2021 or at around at or around our age, you're you're just you're dumb. I'm sorry. Like I like I I want to be nice about it, but like you're dumb. I don't care if a girl has banged 200 dudes. If if we are on the same page as far as like being in a monogamous relationship, then we're in a monogamous. As long as you're banging me, I don't give a shit. You know, only me. Who fucking cares? I'm clapping if you can't hear that. Yeah. Thank you. I actually didn't know you were going to say that. Absolutely not. If we're still asking this question, I mean, you are just an ignorant piece of shit. I'm sorry. Like I said, I want to be nice, but I can't. It is It is dumb. It's a, It's the dumbest double standard that should, is, that should have never existed in the first place. But, you know, it's like girls want to fuck just as much as guys. So like, so if, why, I mean, why do we shame them for it? Who I don't gives know a fuck? just as much. But. Absolutely. I think girls are hornier than guys. Hmm. They just societal pressures again something we'll get into later have them um internalize it a lot more but going to college and having like you ever like stay in the dorm rooms one night instead of go out on a friday night and just hang out with a couple people yeah and just like drink a little bit and it's just like you and like a couple of your girlfriends and a couple guys like six people in a dorm you just drink and you kind of learn a lot about people i remember being doing that one night and being like yo you girls are fucking horny as shit like i didn't know that y'all live next to me you know what i mean like 
but no, nah, no, I don't think we need to answer, ask that question anymore. You're just, you're just unintelligent. I'm sorry. If you I love keep... that. Um, okay. So Caitlin, get a little bit more serious here. Have you ever received criticism that was based purely on the fact that you were a woman? Like for example, um, if you talk, um, faster or more confidently that you can kind of come off as bitchy. I don't know, guys. What do you think? <laughs> I guess, yeah, we should uh, ask never. our listeners. Is Caitlin bitchy? Never. No one. Uh, yes. I'll never forget when I was in fourth grade, I cried because a boy called me bossy, which the the adult version of that is, is bitchy. Um, Correct. Yeah, for sure. But I think the way that you respond to it is key, right? I think, and I think I'm sure you can back me up on this because you have witnessed me respond to you specifically in a way that is I'm confident in my answer and I feel good about what I'm saying and I'm not willing to compromise on it because this is what I believe. And in a way that is me trying to assert my intelligence and my independence in a way that's almost defensive because I am a woman. And I can say, I can tell when I'm doing the two. Um, I, I have to work hard to control the two. But I would imagine that the latter is a lot more transparent and it comes off as bitchy mm -hmm. yeah and i think there's a fine line between like bitchy and confident like there i mean there are times where like you you'll react to something and i'm like okay and it's usually down. because i'm i'm reacting emotionally and correct. defensively correct and if I'm, I'm if i'm reacting with my mind and, and what i believe i don't think it comes off no, as bitchy no, but when no. i react like quickly <laughs> correct yeah if you react off of emotion it 100 comes off as bitchy and it I, usually is <laughs> yeah, yeah okay you said it i didn't um but like if you speak someone for example like Liv on episode 19 she speaks with very very much confidence you know what i mean um and that doesn't come off bitchy at all it comes off as confident but she also didn't emotionally react to any questions right but that i we think had. this was more geared towards like when you are responding to something like okay yeah i think i think there's two a, ways to respond yeah there's definitely two and ways. i think as women we struggle on that um but we i think most women know which one they're doing and they can it's pretty easy to tell the response it's a hard balance definitely yeah especially because we're emotional af <laughs> so uh let's lighten this up a little bit <laughs> um how do you sit to wipe your ass, Bobby. I'm actually happy that this question was asked because I feel like I'm weird. And go ahead. I don't. You stand. So like when I'm done doing my business, I like grab, wad up the toilet paper, whatever you need to do. And I kind of just like Reach stand up and back? keep. No, I kind of like lean up and forward and stand a little bit more. Stay in like a squat position, like an athletic stance. Stand up a little and get in there do you wipe back to front or front to back like do you, you reach to, do you reach underneath of your ball sack or no, behind no, your body no you have to go front to back because then you just wipe shit all over your balls so so you reach your arm around, around your ass yes and not underneath of your balls how would you go front to back underneath my balls that you would there's no there's no pressure there to get the mess up no true so you stand up slightly you're not standing straight up so you're cheeks pinched together you know what i mean i've never and, thought about this before but it is a very perplexing question <laughs> yeah so you just kind of stand up with like a wide stance and just get up in there and drop up in the toilet okay well this is a question that i'm going to ask just off the cuff now that i'm thinking about it because it's something that i've always wondered for maybe I, I i really hope that all girls feel this way but like okay like when you're 
going number one as a girl, if you have to go number two, sometimes it happens at the same time because like number one triggers number two. Correct. If you're pissing, standing up, what happens if you have to shit at the same time? Like, what do you do? Okay. So if you can, you try and pinch it off. Like you can do that. Like pinch we, off the poop or the, the pee? The pee. The pee. Okay. You try and pinch off the pee. It's hard to do. Men can do it, but it, it's very difficult where you just like, oh, and you just kind of close whatever, whatever's urethra. there. It's called the urethra. Yeah, I get that. But I, don't, I feel like it's more <laughs> than just like closing, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, and then you try and close it off and then you quick spin around, sit down and let it rip. And you just hold your pee while you do that? Yeah. Sounds if really you can, hard. if you can, sometimes it's just not happening. You then most times, though, I would say you just finish your piss and then turn around, sit down and and flush the toilet real quick because you don't just in case your shit splashes up, hits you in the ass. You don't want your piss hitting you in the ass. So you flush the toilet real quick, take a shit, go. Wow. I feel so enlightened. There you go. OK, back to the listeners questions. <laughs> um, on that note, why do dudes take so long to poop? And this is easy. with that. Don't your legs get numb? This is easy. Answer the second question. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you don't have red marks right above your knees from you on your phone while you're taking a shit, you're not actually taking a shit properly. Are you shitting the whole time? Absolutely not. It's it, it's a decompressor. You know how like you girls go to the bathroom during a, like a when you're out and whatnot, and you're like, oh, come with me, Catherine. And you're like, okay, like blah blah, and you're in there for like sixty five hours, like doing your hair. But no, you're talking. You're talking shit usually. Could you, okay, that which is fine. I get it. This is our way of decompressing, talking shit, and just kind of re- recollecting our thoughts for the day. Okay, so this is a simple answer. So you're not really shitting the entire time. If you're, if I'm, at, there's times where I take a twenty minute shit. If I'm shitting for twenty minutes, I need to go to a hospital. <laughs> I don't I don't care if you're a guy, girl, you know, trans, whatever you want to do. I don't care what you identify. If you are shitting for 20 consistent minutes straight, you need to seek medical attention. Fact. Well, okay. There's always the day after drinking shit. I would tell you to call us dads. Yeah. Dads are drinking shit. Day after drinking shit. Dads. They can last pretty long. They can last pretty long, but you're not me. I don't shit. You're not like I've heard that people do. (laughs) You're not consistently shitting for 20 minutes straight. Fact. Okay. Well, that was a lot to unpack. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Caitlin, do you agree that looks aren't everything? And if they're not, then why don't you give someone a chance who you don't find physically attractive? I will say this for me personally, looks are not everything. Um, I am way more attracted to a person's personality. With that said, if they look like a dumpster fire, I'm probably not going to even entertain the idea of getting to know them better which sounds fucked up i don't mean getting them better like in like a general sense but i mean in the sense of dating i think if i spend more time with someone who i don't find physically attractive initially i can kind of flip have you had that have you been like oh man i don't really find him attractive and then all of a sudden like you hang around with him around people and this and the other thing and then you're like that guy's kind of hot, actually. Like the Absolutely. way he kind of carries my, himself in a crowd. Listen, my college boyfriend, I'll shout him out. He is a little bit. He was a little nerdier in college, and I'll I'll say it now. He's a fucking daddy now. So what's up if you're still single? Here I am. But um, <laughs> but no, he was a little bit nerdy in college, and I I I thought he was like my dorm buddy, like whatever. And then I hung out with him more, and I was like, just the way he carries himself. He had like a little bit of swag, and then he was super sweet and whatever else. And I ended up dating him for almost four years and i'll say this too like i was wrong because the sex was 
was on point. And I would have never saw that Ooh, coming. The nerds coming in. Uh, what is it? Um, Revenge of the Nerds. Isn't that that's a movie? So there it is. He there. was the greatest man that ever ate my pussy in my entire life. I know that's super vulgar. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening, but it's just the truth. There you go. Hey, shout him out. There you go. <laughs> um, so if what do you think? As far as the original question, um, I think a lot of how a person looks, and I know, I know the like the origin of this question as far as just like physical attraction but i think like how someone puts themselves together or something like that reflects a lot of their personality so like if i see a girl who um i mean it's tough to say because like a girl who like shows up the sweatpants in the bar and like doesn't give a fuck it's kind of hot too but there's two different kinds of sweatpants there's like joggers that are like clean and then there's like I have stained. Th- this is like I painted my room in these and I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think I think as far as like how you put yourself together. And again, that doesn't mean like you need to be bougie as fuck and like all the makeup and all this shit. Like you don't need to be like that. But like if you just the way you kind of carry yourself um, really reflects your personality. And I I think anyone who says that looks don't matter, you're you're just a liar. At this point, you're lying. Okay, you need to be physically attracted to someone. Is it everything? Is it the majority? No, it's not. But initial attraction starts from when I see you. I can't. I can't see a personality. You can't. And that's when I meet someone. I see you first. I don't know you first. Um, and then there's the age old saying. You know, here's the misogynist in me is you can't fuck a personality. So you know, <laughs> there you go. And there's that. So, that's true. But to play devil's advocate. You can fuck a really hot person and they can be dumb as bricks and it just Correct. ruins the entire thing. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's it, it's both sides of every story. I think it's your looks are just as important as your personality and everything else. Right. So the answer to the question is we don't give know. everyone shot. <laughs> give everyone a shot. I, you know me. I think shooters shoot and I think if a shooter shoots, you should give him a shot unless there is just an there are characteristics of a hard no like i am not into that right and that's fine so also try and say that five times fast shooter shoot shot shoot shooter shoot shots <laughs> michael jordan i don't know <laughs> so, um okay with that being said what is one main quality that you um find like ideal in your partner like what is something that they need to possess um i would say there's kind of like two parts to this answer, but it goes into one. Number one, you have to be funny. I, I can't be with someone who does not have a sense of humor because I, I obviously I do. Um, but with that, but with that, they have to be intelligent because there's two different kinds of humor. I think there's intelligent humor and there's stupid humor. And I stupid humor is funny for sure every once in a while, but it only gets you so far. Right, right. Intelligent humor, man, that shit will have me on my ass laughing for hours and i i just something about a smart funny person is just like oh my god i love you Uh, okay so if i'm gonna answer this question mine has recently changed um so if we're talking about like a uh, i'm assuming this question is based around like a personality quality you know what i mean right okay um me is it's changed recently um i can't wait to hear it independence Oh, okay. And I think you and I have talked about this before a little bit, and I'll just dissect it just a hair. Um, I found that I like when a girl does not need me in any facet of her life at all, 
but chooses to spend time with me. Yeah. And I think if I was 23, I'd be like, that girl just thinks she's the shit. And there are girls, trust me, there are girls out there who just think they're the shit. And that's totally different, a different type of independence. I like the independence of, like I said, she does not need me romantically. She does not need me as a friend. She does not need me professionally. She does not need me socially. She doesn't need anything, but chooses to spend her time with me. That more recently, as I've gotten older, has been my um, one quality that I think is important. I love that. I'm, I love that for you. Um, okay, so this one I think is going to differ. I don't know, actually, between you, you and I. So as a man, do you ever feel pressured by others, whether it's people that are older than you, the same age, younger, uh, to hurry up and settle down as far as like getting married, having kids, et cetera? Uh, my therapist loves me because I've had this conversation. It's the timeline question, right? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm on a timeline. I'm on a timeline. Um, I, I understand the pressure and I understand where it comes from and, or where it stems from. And I understand that it's not healthy for me to think that way. Things are a lot easier said than done, though. So do you, do you feel the pressure? I think I would be lying if I said no. I do because I've always said, like, I don't want to be an old dad. You know what I mean? Um, but I've gone through therapy and have realized that there's a lot more to life than having that type of pressure and allowing that pressure to really kind of consume who you are as a person. And I, I try not to let it, um, control my day or my week or my, my, basically my overall mindset, the pressure, again, I'd be lying if I said the pressure wasn't there, the pressure is there, but I'm trying to work on every single day to not let that pressure overtake me. That's interesting. That's not how I thought you'd respond. Because I think that a lot of guys, and maybe I'm wrong, I feel like a lot of guys don't feel pressured to settle down. Um, I think if you asked me when I was 24, the answer would have been drastically different. But as you get older um, and you start to realize a little bit more about yourself and a little bit more about what you want in life and, and everything, I think you'd be surprised about how many guys actually think that way, especially single guys in 2021. <sighs> Oh my gosh, because we like we have discussed on the podcast before dating in your late 20s, early 30s and in 2020 plus during 2021 is very hard. <laughs> yeah, during a pandemic is extremely hard. So I think you'd be surprised about how many guys actually kind of feel this pressure. But I think I know your answer. I mean, well, I, I think, think besides some other stuff that we'll unpack in just a minute, I think the biggest thing that I've said over and over again to other people and also my therapist is women have a biological clock, right? Like I believe but men do too, but I believe that after I want to say it's 35 for a woman after 35, if you get pregnant, it's considered a geriatric pregnancy, which like geriatric basically sounds like you're a hundred years old. But with that too, there's a lot of physical complications that you can undergo as a woman. Um, it's a lot more dangerous for your baby and for yourself. Mm -hmm. So they say, I mean, who's they? I don't know. But anyway, it's better to have kids younger, right? So at this point, like, I'm 29. Like, I really thought by now I'd be <laughs> in a different spot. So it, there is that piece that's kind of like, okay, if I want to be finished having kids by the time that I'm 35, that means that I have six years to meet someone, be engaged, be married, 
and have, for me, ideally two children in six years, which then breaks down even further. Like, I need to meet someone right the fuck now. I need to get engaged very quickly. I cannot enjoy my marriage. I need to get pregnant almost immediately Mm -hmm. if I want to meet this deadline. Which is, it's funny because unpacking this with my therapist, I was like, I don't want to be an old dad. He goes, okay, you're going to be 30. Like, fast forward, 35. And he okay. He goes, 35, you have, have your first kid. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever. And he's like, fast forward 20 years. Your kid's 20 years old, 55. Are you an old dad? I'm like, no. And he's like, okay. Think about five years ago now. From right now, I would have been 24, being 29. He goes, seems like forever ago, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's so right. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Five years is a long fucking time. You know, a lot. Think about how much happens in five years. That's a good point. Yeah. Why so, couldn't my therapist tell me that? They should get to, our therapist should get together and go bowling. <laughs> they would quit. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like, these two psychopaths. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next question, I will preface by saying that I was a bit triggered by it at first when I read it, but we unpacked it a bit and I'm excited to get into it. So, this one, I got to say, it's it starts out pretty funny. Generally speaking, men are drawn to fucking, doing man shit, playing with man toys like uh, boats, cars, etc., and being dynamic and adventurous. So why is it that women seem to be so drawn to monogamy, settling down, and the idea of the perfect wedding, house, family, and the white picket fence life? Is there something, is this something that they really want? Is it hardwired in them? Or is it something that society tells them that they should be? Woof. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So she had to take a deep breath because at first she was like, I fucking hate this question. She got super offended. And I was like, slow your roll. Like, you need to realize where this question is coming from. And let's just unpack it a little bit. And I think first and foremost, after taking a minute to think about it, I would like to say, number one, thank you for asking the question. Because this did come from a male. I think a lot of times... Men are just like, oh, girls just like want to get married and want to have kids. Like, what the fuck? Like, why? And number one, like, thanks for asking why. Because usually we just get shit for it. No one actually cares why. Yeah, no one asks the yeah. question why. Um, Which kind of went into my answer was that anatomically women and men, our brains, our genetic makeup is very different, right? Like, we process things differently. We ruminate on things longer. And, and women are often more emotionally driven than men, et cetera. So I think that changes the way that we respond to things which was my initial answer like how don't you know that what the hell and then bobby drops knowledge on me and actually calmed my crazy a bit so bobby yeah so the calm the crazy is because when she initially reads the question she starts getting emotional which is what we talked about earlier she starts getting emotional example yeah it literally is a perfect (laughs) example and she starts to control alt delete some of the things in the in the rest of the question because one of the biggest points of this question right in the middle of it is is this hardwired in them or is this something society tells them that they should be and that is the that is the climax of that question actually and un, and unfortunately the emotion took over Caitlin and I'll and, own that you're right yeah and I'm I will say there are very few instances in my life where someone's able to take my answer, especially if it's a passionate answer, and amend it, and Bobby did. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I have. She actually got me a trophy for it, so it's hanging up. <laughs> but um, so I think to to answer to answer almost the question, not for you because you know that's not what we're doing here. But I think that is the key point: is that 
just because women are hardwired or are wired differently than men doesn't mean that that automatically equates to monogamy, married, white picket fence, children. Right. I think there is so much social pressure on the outside for women to think that that is truly what they need in life. And I think that's kind of fucked. Uh, you know what right. I mean? And that goes both ways. I think there are societal pressures on men that are kind of fucked, like that we have to be macho and this, that, and the other thing. Like, you know, I am more of an alpha male, you know, which is fine, but I think it's kind of fucked that if someone isn't as alpha, then it's, you know, whatever. But I think that that is the, like I said, the climax of that question is, is the societal pressure that women have. And I think that's really where it comes from is the fact that women pro probably don't think that way, but they're, we, they've been trained to, unfortunately, right. you know, through, through years of, of this pressure. Like I, like when we unpacked this question, I said, just because you're hardwired for A, B, and C doesn't, why is X, Y, and Z kids, white picket fence, marriage? What if it was the idea of you had to grow the grass in your front yard to the highest length and not cut it? And like, I what think, if that was the societal pressure? Then I, we would have, be having the same conversation just about something different. You but know I what think I mean? both of our points kind of work together, which is what we kind of landed on, is like because women tend to internalize and really think hard about things and, and really try to achieve certain constructs based on the way that we do process information, these societal pressures have a, a much bigger impact on us than maybe they would otherwise. Yeah, and I think that, I think it's just like, Cause I don't, I, I love, I love women, girl power, like seriously, but I also can't leave my team behind. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So like, I think what it really shows is, or what it really um, sheds light on is that no matter you're hardwired this way, you're hardwired a we're hardwired B and that social pressures on a and B are equally as powerful. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Equally as powerful and how it can change how a and B um, react to things. Right. So I, th I, the answer to the question was actually in the question yeah. is societal pressures. And, and outside of that, I bet you, I wonder if you flip the roles, I wonder if the societal pressure for men settle down, like, would we be this, like if this started hundreds and hundreds of years ago for men to settle down and have the white picket fence and a family and women were just out fucking raging, you know what I mean? It's, it's probably, it probably would be like that if that, this, if society, portrayed that on us you know what i mean i don't think because you're hardwired that you can't think that way you know right, what i mean but i do i do think that the way that men and women's brains and i don't have all the psychology behind it i used to um not all of it obviously but there are certain things in both areas of the brain that make them gravitate towards those kinds of things which then perpetuates that big societal pressure basically there is not one single answer to this question. There are so many different facets that come to it. And there are so many different pressures from 80 different angles that, you know, unfortunately, I think it's left up to each individual to decide if they're going to let that societal pressure affect them or not. And also, I'd just like to say um, thank you for sticking up for the women on that one, because it's not our fault all the time. Okay. No, it's not, our, it's not our fault. And she's like tearing up. <laughs> I do want a husband, but like, I don't want to want a husband, but here we are. <laughs> exactly. No, no. I, like I said, girl power. I fucking, you know what I mean? I like, I like to say I'm a feminist all the I time. Think, I think I, you fall on that side of the argument. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I'm a feminist. 
me and my buddy Pete were screaming at the bar the one time when we were out the brunch getting all hammered up. We were like, let the girls fuck, which goes back to our first question of why can guys <laughs> let the girls fuck? I love let that. Let the girls fuck. Dude, it was so funny. I love that. So funny. Speaking of letting the girls fuck, this is the age-old question that I think I even know the answer to, but we have to ask. It's been, it was asked actually a couple times, if I'm not mistaken, by people. How many times have you faked an orgasm? Or are uh, you faking an orgasm? Uh, in my early 20s and, and teens, that's all I did. I didn't. That's what I did. I was going <laughs> to I was gonna say, I think I know the answer. And the answer is, uh, men, now? It, she is and always will be faking it. Oh, Sorry. fuck no. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. Hard no. Early 20s, teens, faked them all day. Once I learned that an orgasm was not a privilege, it is my right as a female, I stopped faking orgasms because it's unacceptable for a man to fuck me and not make me come. I'm sorry. I think it's disgusting. I think it's <laughs> pathetic. I think it's embarrassing. And I think that men need to own up to the fact that just because you come doesn't mean it's over. I get to come too. And guess what? It's going to take a little bit longer, okay? On average, it takes a woman between 20 and 40 minutes of stimulation to come. Fun fact. And you want to know how I learned that? I did my research like you fuckers should be. So I'm never faking an orgasm. And y'all need to look up how to make me come. And that is it. <laughs> I feel like I just got in trouble at school. I just think I that think the we amount have to of men. This emotion, because we do have a question later on that. You know what I mean? That kind of ties into I this. I can't one. remember because I'm so heated right now. But, but yeah. no, I don't fake orgasms because that's just letting men get away with their laziness with fucking me. No way will I ever fake an orgasm. If, if someone's like, oh, did you come? I'm like, no. Nope. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> so on that note, uh, speaking of faking do you watch porn? No way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm so innocent after I just screamed at Bobby for, for someone else asking a question. <laughs> I watch porn. Are you kidding? Like I that yes, love porn. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. Big fan. One I, time I was actually watching porn in my apartment, and this is the one thing I'll say about living alone. It's like you it it really uh gives you the ability to have some me time a lot more because you're by yourself. Um so I had my I always have my phone hooked up to my soundbar in my oh, living room. No. <laughs> uh, I already and know. I went to go watch again. porn in my bedroom and it was I'm like, why can't I hear it? And it's on my phone. And all of a sudden, it's booming across my apartment. I'm like, fuck, fuck. Uh, like, paper thin waltz. Shit. Shit. So I think, um, like I said, we wanted to hold that emotion because this isn't so much of a question. I, and I want to thank my buddy Pete for actually answering, uh, asking this question. But he basically was like, this isn't a question, but a comment. And he's like, when a guy asks a girl like what they like during sex, the worst answer you can ever give ever is quote everything. everything everything i like everything oh everything daddy no do you want me to punch you or do you want me to light candles you know what i mean <laughs> pick one because oh. there it can get it can get drastically different you know what i mean <laughs> girls are into different things it's a lazy answer it's for a, anyone men or women exactly oh, everything like oh, everything and i think the reason why you've made that turning point as far as like you know not faking an orgasm is because you know i think you as a person are a little bit more open as to what it takes in order for you to have an orgasm. And that's fine. And that's great. That's actually, we, we us men, encourage us. Tell me what to do. Because guess what? Which another thing that we'll unpack in a little bit as well too. Not every blowjob is good. 
Okay, and not and sex with you is not always good. You know, not you specifically, but like that's rude. You wouldn't even know. (laughs) Shut up. So, um, you know, it's not always good. So, like you, you have to, like, there's things that make me have an orgasm more than other things. So, like, you have to learn just as much as I have to learn. So, like, why not teach each other instead of like this like battle of like, oh, you should know, and no, no, you should know. Like, um, how about if you give me like cliff notes? I'll work my way there. I'll give you some cliff notes and I'll figure out if you figure out your way there. Right. Just grow up and communicate. Like I know it's not always easy to open up about what you like, but just simple stuff like very like you can whisper in his ear, like touch my clit, like whisper in his ear, punch me in the face. Maybe that right hook (laughs) stone cold stunner. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Um, On the topic of coming. What is the fastest that you've ever come? And was it with someone else or were you alone? So the, see, this is tough because like, is it from start to finish? You I would know say I mean? yes. From, from just from beginning like just, to end. From sitting there, totally flaccid, just fucking chilling and then coming. Or is it like, okay, we've kind of been messing around or whatever, or like I've been in the mood to fucking pleasure myself and then from that moment of like okay i'm gonna decide to make the effort to coming um i mean any guy who says that they haven't gone from zero to 100 with their own hand and some porn the faster than a girl has done it they're lying like like literally just sitting here right now if you throw up some porn and i started jerking off i would finish like that like how long I mean, you're sitting here, so it might distract me a little bit. Oh <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, my parents. <laughs> Although I will say this, my parents though, are like, eating dinner upstairs. I will That's say, a little though, distracting. I've had guys that I have like literally gone one pump down on their wiener and then splooge in my mouth like that quickly. Like I don't know that he could do that by himself as quickly. Uh, yeah, but you have to remember there's there's the anticipation okay. buildup. You That's get what true. I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a really it's a hard qu- question. It is a very very loaded question. I okay. think it would be the same for girls too. Oh no, 100%. It's by myself every time. Well, actually, yeah. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Like like I have to like like hold off and I'm by myself because it's just I know what I like and I'm using a toy. So it's yeah. fair enough. It's faster. I, However, I think the answer is always by yourself. Like but without I will, a doubt. I'll say this. I prefer to have one from someone else. Like I although I can I can oh, make yeah. it happen quicker, way quicker, more efficiently, um, and the way that I like it by myself, it feels better from somebody else every single time, Absolutely. hands down. And I want to say this to guys who get intimidated by girls and their vibrators, because believe it or not, there's a lot of guys out there that are like, oh, I hope I'm as good as your vibrator. Like, no, you're not. But You'll when never I, be. But when I when I do eventually get there, like, it's way better when you're doing it than when I'm doing it. And, and, and on top of that, you know, guess what, ladies? It doesn't matter. You'll never make me finish as fast as my own hand. Right, and so I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's it, it it's a double edged sword. Like it's the same same thing, same thing, same idiot cut from a different cloth. You right. know what I mean? So Correct. it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna bring this a full 180. Probably this is like a 720. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm dizzy from from turning so many times. Okay, so. Here was an interesting question. Why do men not intervene more when they witness women being publicly disrespected by other men? So, for example, whether it's being hit on or catcalling or if someone's talking shit about a girl, like, why don't men step in? 
I think this also ties into like societal pressures as well. Like, you know, men need to be these like alpha, you know, like I don't give a fuck. Like I fuck all these bitches and like, I don't give a shit kind of attitude. Um, one of the examples in here though, that I do want to, you know, kind of talk about a little bit is locker room talk. Is that even a thing? Yes. So like, but here's my thing though. Locker room talk. I think there is a level of locker room talk that is acceptable. I think I agree because you, we do it too. The fact that guys get shit for locker room talk and girls don't is bullshit because you know damn well if a guy sends a uh, risque text or something like that, you know damn well it's getting screenshotted and sent right to her fucking well, friends. I almost think we just eliminate that from the conversation because if you're not talking about a dude with your girlfriends and vice versa, like either you're either lying or you're lame. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So be, there's just no way. So I think there's a now if you're in the locker room and you're just like totally fucking degrading and this and the other thing. There's a line. I get it. Nine, I would say 99 percent of the time. It's just trying to be funny. You know what I mean? But I like, think I'm more interested in like in public is a kind of what. I think oh, in public, I don't stand for any of that shit. I was at I was actually at a bar right down the street from here where I saw a dude literally clock a girl in the face. <gasps> yeah, and me and my buddy Caleb ran over and fucked this kid up. Like Caleb just threw I threw them in the corner. They started tussling at it, and some dude came over and was like, "Fuck you, dude!" And I was just like, "Fuck you! I'll what kick about... the shit out of you!" And he was like, "No, it's cool. That's his wife." And I'm like, "What? Right. Like that makes any better?" Like, yeah, you're was... just like, "Oh, okay, my yeah. bad." Dude, he fucking slugged her. But no, I mean like. I saw it happen and it was initial reaction. I mean, it was, there was no, it was fight or flight and it was fight immediately. Okay. Well, can I ask this? What if you're in a group of your guy friends and not physically, but what if one of your guy friends is just airing his girlfriend out and like talking about her in a really negative way, calling her a bitch, et cetera. I would tell them that they need to have that conversation elsewhere. Don't, don't put me in that position. Have to fuck you up. I love that. I don't put me in that, that. Don't, and that goes for her too. Not that I would ever physically assault a woman, but don't put me in a position that I have to put your shit out on the street. Right. I don't like. I don't like. I'll do it too. I have no problem doing it, but don't do it. If you're having issues in between you two, go figure it out on your own. Go figure it out. It's there is a time and place for everything, and at the bar or whatever in front of your friends is ninety nine times out of one hundred not the place to do it. So I think maybe you were the good answer to that question. Um, so thank you. I appreciate that. Because I think when it, when you you are pretty good about standing up for, for women when you see anything bad well, happening. Mm -hmm. So to lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> um, Caitlin, why would you pass over a guy or guys that you know are, quote unquote, such good guys? And I guess the answer, the question back to me would be such good girls to date a project with 40 red flags? Well, uh, I look good in red, first of all. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, I think everyone's the same with this. Like, it's everyone likes a challenge, first and foremost. And the safe bet, you're probably going to get there eventually after you've been fucked over a bunch by said red flag holder. But there's just something about that challenge that just, like, it just keeps going back. Is it healthy? Absolutely not. Do I hope at some point I'll not go that way? Sure. Mm. Will I? Stay tuned. I think I think for guys, like I think where this 
like the reverse of this question, why guys wouldn't go for a girl with 12 red flags. I would say if you're younger, nine times out of 10, it's because she's super hot. Like, yeah. let's be let's be honest. It's because she's super hot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck it. Yeah, she's cheating on every other dude. Or yeah, she's jerking that other guy off in the corner. But like, maybe I can make change her. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, the same thing is for girls. Like, I'll change him. He'll it, change for me. <laughs> exactly. Because she's super hot. I think as you get older, um, I think that that comes with a lot of maturity as well, too, in both parties. Agreed. You know what I mean? So I think as you get older, you realize that you see a red flag, you start to see a pattern that you're just walking right past these red flags and continuing this journey and then decide, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. That's more of a self-reflection than, yeah. it, than it is anything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is a ridiculous question. Do you prefer guys that will fart in front of you or never fart in front of you? I think that this question has an interesting answer for me. I don't want a guy that never farts because eventually I'm going to have to fart in front of him. Like oh. I've never farted on my life, but I feel like one day it'll happen okay, in okay. front of a guy. <laughs> okay. Um, so that, that's inevitably going to be the case. So I would like him to fart at some point. However, I would like him to wait the appropriate amount of time. Um, recently, I went out with a guy, and I believe it was the third date. He had stayed at my apartment, and he was, like, walking around, and he just, like, farted, like, a bunch in my apartment. Like, I'm like, okay, like, can you at least, like, pretend that you're still trying to... Do you know my to, middle like, name? I'm like, do, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm like, try, try and pretend that you're still trying to, like woo me a little bit and impress me if you're just ripping ass in front of me on our third date like that's disrespectful to me in my opinion and then maybe not everyone feels this way but to me i'm like you gotta keep the illusion alive for a little bit the same way that i'm waking up in the morning for the first three months with you and i am going to the bathroom brushing my hair and mouth washing a little bit because i want us to look cute in front of you a mm-hmm. little bit like am i gonna have the days where i roll over and I smell like a foot. Um, absolutely. Yeah. But has that happened yet? No. So until then, don't fart in front of me. Fair enough. That's an easy one. This might be a Wait, what about you? Do you what do you how do you feel about girls farting in front of you? I, I, I mean, that's the same. You know what I mean? It's inevitable that it's gonna happen. So like, but timing, you know yeah. what I mean? Just as much as you want a guy to like woo you, I still want you to be somewhat like ladylike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I and I hate to even use that term ladylike, because now that I think about it, it's like kind of sexist. It's like I Kind of but just want you to be respectful. No, yeah. no, I just want you to be respectful. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to, like, I don't know. Well, it's I, the whole relationship thing. You want to kind of keep the illusion that, like, you're this, like, mythical, wonderful creature alive for as long as you possibly can. Correct. <laughs> Once correct. you start ripping ass, you're like, oh, shit, you're actually just a human. Yeah. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, fit bod or dad bod? <sighs> I already know the answer to this question. I'll say this. My answer has. <laughs> definitely shifted recently i've w- always said in the past like give me a dad bod because it's less pressure for me right like if if i'm dating a guy that does not have a perfect body i'm like fuck yeah we're eating pizza on sunday and if i go to the gym i go to the gym if i don't that's fine too i don't really care but the guy that i'm dating right now is really in shape and I, I don't know why he doesn't care that I don't work out as much as I should, but he doesn't. So I get to still eat the pizza on the Sunday and sleep with the really hot fit man, which like actually if you sleep with a man who's more built, even if you aren't equally built, you still don't really jiggle as much oh because like it's not like fat against each other. <laughs> this is disgusting, but it's just true. So 
I'll say this. Like, I don't care. Ultimately, I don't care. But, mm-hmm. oh, a I feel like is the just answer, more fun. Every, I feel like every girl I've ever asked this question is, they always say, if it's a one-night stand, I like the fit bod, relationship, dad bod. I mean, I don't know. I have a fit bod right now, and I, it's one of my favorite things about him. Well, there you go. If he got, like... If if he, if I met him and he wasn't fit, that wouldn't have made a difference. Well, there you, yeah, so, there you go. So, and if he got fat now, like I, I would be like, mm, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Just join the <laughs> club. We have jackets, but um, <laughs> we have but, jackets. <laughs> um, okay, so this is a kind of a similar question, but also just like a preference. Do you prefer a petite girl, like a very thin girl, or a thick broad, like thick with like three C's? Like? Okay. Um, I think you know my answer to this. I actually don't. No. Come on, I said it to you the other day. I don't really have a type. I just like girls. True. I, I love girls. True. There are girls that I see that are thicker that I'm like, damn, that girl's fucking sexy. And then there's girls who are petite with no assets, essentially. And I'm like, that girl's fucking beautiful. You know, I don't really, it, it really, I don't know. I don't have like a crazy preference. I do like a nice butt. And nice butts don't have to be big. Um, but that's, I mean. And big butts aren't always nice either. Also, tr- yeah, also true. Um, yeah, Depending the other on side your preference. Of, yeah. Um, so, but I do, I would say I do prefer a little bit more of a petite girl because like I'm like kind of a thicker, bigger guy. So I kind of like, and I'm very alpha. He's in making a sense. like a bear hug. Yeah. Like, right like, now. you know you what I mean? can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I just like to be able to like, just pick up my little nugget and just, you know, this is my little nugget. You know what I mean? like a football. Like, this yeah, girl just, is yeah, like, like, here you go. You know, like, like three, two. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I just, I just kind of prefer, I don't know. I, I would say I would lean more towards petite, but you bring over a girl with thick thighs and a thick butt. I'm, I'm not turning it down. Absolutely not. <laughs> Spoken like a true gentleman. I love it. Hey. Um. So, say you have this thick or petite girl that's super hot. And then she has one thing about her that you just can't stand. What is the most unattractive quality about a hot female? Oh, man. Um, I think that a girl who knows she's hot and has expectations of just being a hot girl. You know what I mean? Like, there's more to you than just being hot. And if you have that expectation, well, because I'm hot, I can do this and I can do that. Like... No, I don't right. care. Literally, because I and I've said this before to some friends, you know, what I mean, and I'm not trying to this is a humble brag, but like I've been with some very attractive women. I can v- confirm he has like very attractive boxing way outside my weight class. And if you're a hot girl that has this sense of arrogance. I'm just going to tell you, I've I fucked girls hotter than you. So I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, don't think you're that good. I think you've actually, I think I've been there when you've called girls out before when they've been like rude like that. Yeah. Like dude, d- they're don't just like f- dismissive and very like they expect free drinks and they expect yeah. to be able to like just shit on people. And yeah, I know what you mean. Don't think that you're just better than me because you're hot. Like I've been with girls hotter than you. So clearly I, I bring enough value to sleep with a girl of your physical um well, you're not, hierarchy they're not above you but you're not above me I, I don't i don't let anybody disrespect me. i always used to say i don't care if you're the goddamn president of the united states you don't ever disrespect me i don't give a fuck but yeah i would say that like sense of like hot girl arrogance i guess that's what we'll yeah. call it hot girl arrogance 
that that shit can go out the window, bro. I'm done with I'm done with that. I think that my answer is actually the same, but but on the flip side, like d- douchiness is like kind of how I think of it with the guy. Like when you're hot, you ex- you're used to getting what you want in a lot of different senses of that statement. And so fuck off guys. if you don't get it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is a good one for Caitlin. Um, should kids be oh, brought God. up on the first date if you have them or if you want them or don't want them? Well, I guess now's a good time to mention that the man I'm dating has kids. <laughs> um, Bing bang. And I think this is actually super interesting to get into. My answer is hard yes. Um, if they already have kids. And here's why. So if why. they already have kids, you should bring it up. I think nowadays too, I think that question kind of almost answered itself because I think if you meet someone nine times out of 10, even before you meet them, like for a first date, you know if they have kids or not. Like right. with like dating apps. But, this, I, mean, that, the other but thing. I mean like the conversation about wanting kids. Because for me, when we first met, I knew that he had kids and I knew that he had that family aspect in his life already. I want kids. It's a very big part of what I want in my life. And I'm not ever willing to compromise that for anyone that I meet. So for me, it was like, I really don't even want to go on a date with you if you have no interest in having more children, because I would never want to put myself in a position where I have to choose between the person that I love and what I really want for myself. So I think, honestly, you don't think like, that's like a lot for a first date, though. I feel like it's good for a second. I mean, it's definitely a lot. But I also think like, I think a second date because I think you need to figure out if you even just enjoy spending time with that person first. Yeah, but you're also a lot more of a healthy dater than I am. For me, I'm like, I want to know literally everything about you within 10 minutes of meeting you. Yeah, like, I always that, ask Bobby. You said, that, you said that last week. You were I like, I want to know your blood type like right away. I always ask Bobby after his dates. I'm like, did you like her? He's like, well, I don't even know her. I'm like, is, is that how I should be answering this yeah, question? Yeah, like I'm still trying to get to know who this person is as a person. Uh, so. What you, so you think second date? I think second date's fair. Like, uh, again, I think the first part of the question as far as like, do you have kids? Or if you already have them, that's kind of already answered ahead of time. But like if you want them or don't want them, um, especially if you're dating an older or uh, female or male. Um, yeah, I th- yeah, I think I think second date's fair. Give them one day to figure out if you even enjoy spending time with them first. You know what I mean? Because what if you in- really, really enjoy spending time with them and then they change your mind about what you want? You, you never know. You know what I mean? So you just don't know. And I think that's too much um, to unpack on a first date. Okay, fine. You're right. <laughs> okay. Second fine. date and that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever fear that your desire to become a mother will affect your professional goals and aspirations and... If you knew that it was um, the only way to achieve those uh, professional aspirations, would you put off having kids? I think that women in general battle with this, especially career-driven women like myself. Um, I think it's always in the back of my mind, like what is going to happen when that point in my life comes, right? I think it's always kind of been a race in, in some way. If I get to point X before I have kids, it's going to be easier for me to step away from that and resume it versus if I'm still climbing the ladder to get there and then I get pregnant. Like, do is that a roadblock? Is that a stopping point for me? Um, I know a lot of having children is very hormonal and a lot of what you think you know and what you thought you wanted changes when you have kids. So mm-hmm. that is a fear of mine. Um, if I thought that putting it off having children would help me attain my goals – uh, at this point where I sit today, right now, I say yes. But if I'm in love with someone and, and, and they really want to have kids change. right now, yeah, who's to say? 
Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think it's unfortunate that women have to deal with this too, in the sense because, you know, I was a business major. So yeah, I have the social side of me that is like, dude, women are the shit, like, you know, whatever. And then there's the business side where you have to like look at it where am I going to give this girl a promotion with the idea that she might get pregnant? Because that's money. Yeah, it's time off. I actually never thought about that You have to think of, you have to think, unfortunately, from a business perspective, I have to pay this woman maternity leave. I have to pay her for her not to be here and to not doing her job because she has to be a mother, which is the greatest thing that a a woman can ever do is become a, and one of the greatest things that they can do is become a mother and, and uh, bring life. And it's beautiful. But I have to pay you to not do your job. And my job as a business owner is to generate income and generate revenue for my investors and to make the most out of my most possible out of my business. And that clearly is not doing that because I have to pay somebody else to come in and do your job for you. So that's very, like I said, I'm torn between the two and it's unfortunate that that, that this is the case, but I think that is the paradox between why men get paid more than women or part of the paradox. Why? Because, and there's other reasons too that I won't even get into, but, um, but I think that's unfortunately that struggle internally as the, from the male perspective, especially, like I said, because I am, uh, I was a business major. I studied entrepreneurship, which is literally starting your own fucking business. So, um, it's, it's really hard. And I feel I, it's very unfortunate that I, I, I don't have an answer. I, I really don't. It's, it's really, really hard for me to be like, I, cause I want to support the women. I, cause I, we don't carry the baby around. So I want to support the women, but at the same time, Business is business, and there's no emotion in business, so it's tough. I and I and basically, I envy you women, and I feel sorry that we don't have an answer for you. All right. Well, with that, uh, that question, the, the the answer pisses me off. But there, I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at like the idea, the world. Yeah. For that. So <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. So on that note, when you're getting a blowjob, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, uh, can you? What is the sensation like on the shaft of your wiener? Can you feel it? Uh, okay. So let me just preface this. Women, if you're not using your hands during a blowjob, then you're not giving a good blowjob. It sounds like bobbing for apples to me if you're not. Correct. So um, what, in your experience, when they're not using their hands, where are their hands? It's a good question. Usually I'm not paying attention because I'm like, <laughs> man, this sucks. This is not a good blowjob. Um, where are they? Maybe on the bed, like holding themselves up. Yeah, or like on my thigh or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I, holding a gun to their head. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Kill me now. Yeah, is that too vulgar? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you need to be using your hands. I would say seventy percent of a good blowjob is actually what your hands are doing and not exactly what your mouth is doing. So you can feel what's happening on the shaft if you're using your hands. But Clearly. not if you're using your tongue. If you're just like like you said, bobbing for apples. I mean, how far down are you actually getting? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like it, there's so many other sensations going on. It's kind of like deleted. Basically, women, you need to be learning to use your hands and to give good blowjobs. Because it. the that's the answer. Love that. So, men, we've all been here. We've all asked this question. And Caitlin, I am praying you have an answer for us. <laughs> Is saying you're okay when you're really not okay worth the argument? Yes. 
<laughs> She's like, yes, I'm toxic as fuck. <laughs> well, because sometimes here's the thing that happens in our heads is like, and this is a piece that I also want to mention that's worth knowing for both men and women. Like I said earlier, um, women's brains work differently than men, right? So what we think sometimes if I, okay, so say you and I are in a relationship, Bobby, and we're in an argument mm-hmm. and you've done something to upset me and you ask, are you okay? And you don't realize that you've upset me and I am not okay. <laughs> I would like in my woman brain to tell you, yeah, yeah I'm good. But I want you to know that I'm not okay because you know me so well. You're so in tune with our relationship. You care about me so much. You should know when I'm not okay. Yeah, of course, because we have to be mind readers. So, But this is my point is other women know when other women are not okay because our brains work the same. Mm-hmm. Not all the same, but very similarly. Men's brains are not wired the same as women's to be able to detect not okayness as easily as other women. Correct. Yeah. So I think that we want to push men to to figure out why we're not okay. Um, And a lot of time they can't and Mm. it ends up causing a bigger fight. Yes. But I don't know. It takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of vulnerability and a lot of just being really transparent with your partner and communicating very well that you are not okay. And also a little bit of your swallowing your pride in saying like i'm not okay i'm not okay and i realize that you don't even recognize that what you did would warrant me to be not okay so you're now i'm saying number one no i'm not good number two i'm not good because you did this and you probably don't even realize that this was hurtful so now i'm just looking hella emotional for no reason yeah but i can tell you this from the guy's perspective tell us we can't read minds. We don't know this shit. And we would rather, I can tell you this, at least me, I would rather have that conversation than have you walking around the kitchen slamming cabinets or the closet doors or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, because when you go, are you okay? And you're like, I'm fine. And then, like I said, you're you're cutting the knife, like, or you're cutting the vegetables, <laughs> like, really hard. You take the laundry and you throw it down. Or, like, you go out in the garage and you slam the door and you're like, what? What the fuck? Like, but a lot of times we try and be okay. And then we realize the more that you're like, oh, she's good. She's fine. And you're like, you mother. Yeah, but I'm, see, I'd rather you oh, be like, how well, was the- this for okay? Like, but you don't even realize it until the man is just like, oh, okay. Like, she's good. And you're like, you idiot. Like- okay. Well, then you, then that's when you go, actually, I'm not okay. Always have the conversation. Oh, God bless you guys, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, and I mean, for guys being kind of like um, clueless fucks for the most part. How do you feel about a guy who plays like a lot of video games? Oh, I have been fortunate that both of my exes didn't play a lot of video games. Uh, towards the end of my last relationship, he started to. And I will say this. It is the most unattractive thing that I think a man can do. I think it is like them. I think it's funny because men are like, oh, we're not emotional. Like we're not, you know, you get really passionate about like you're romantic and you're when you express how you feel about me like you have all these beautiful words to use you know we're just not as passionate at you and yet if you miss a shot i don't even know what the terminology is you're playing call of duty and you fuck up you're playing what is it uh 2k 2K. yeah and and you fuck up best believe a man is up there all the passion, all the rage, all the words, all the feelings, expressing every emotion this man has possibly ever felt in his lifetime. So you want to tell me you're not emotional, you seem pretty fucking emotional right now. And also, 
it's really a turnoff when a man's yelling at at a at a, TV. At a thirteen year old boy who's whooping his ass in Madden. It's like <laughs> I have never wanted to fuck you less than I do right now. Like you're calling a thirteen year old boy a pussy. Like <laughs> that's my man. <laughs> <laughs> you showed him. No, like and I don't know. To me, it's just like doing it once in a while. Fine, whatever. Everybody has hobbies. That's cool. But like. If it's a habit, that's different. I would just prefer, like, just do it when I'm not home. Like, if you're going to yell at 13-year-olds, do you, boo, but do it when I'm not around because I am guaranteed, like, there is not a world where you're going to do that and then be like, yeah, you want to do it? Like, no. It's disgusting. No, you're gross. (laughs) All right. So we are going to wrap it up with a question for the gentleman in the house. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that society puts a lot of pressure on women to look good. We spend a lot of money to look beautiful or feel beautiful, whether that's makeup, clothes, etc. Sometimes it's our weight, whatever that might be. So for dudes, like what are some of the biggest societal pressures that you guys face on a regular basis that you think people might not realize? I, I think we we touched on this a little bit earlier in the sense that I think one of the biggest ones is that that alphaness you know what i mean like like i feel like that there's this pressure that like, like men, masculinity yeah this this masculine this masculinity that like i'm going to be the i'm gonna walk into this girl's life and i'm gonna be the man and i'm gonna take her out on these dates and i'm gonna do all these things for her and i need to do that and it's like i feel like the the pureness in a regular guy is lost what do you mean by that like Society, and I would say a lot of social media too, has put a lot of pressure on the fact that like guys need to spoil these girls. You know what I mean? Oh, you you need to you need to do this. You need to do that in order to get this. You know what I mean? And it's like, I I feel like if some women would take a step back and kind of just look at like, wow, this guy is fucking normal. Okay, he's treating me like a normal person. He's not trying to overly impress me. He's not trying to be this tough guy he's not trying he's just a fucking genuine person i don't even want to use the term normal because i feel like normal like makes you sound boring but just like someone who being a genuine person i think is very hard to come by whether you're male female or whatever and i think that the alphaness that is imposed on us as men that you need to do all these extravagant things to be successful financially to be successful with girls to be this like one of the things that i think i've mentioned on another podcast or um episode that i was struggling with some breakup stuff and this and the other thing and i was talking to my buddy mike about it and um i was like hey man like and i i was expressing feelings and i go and i just said something you know what i mean and i was like oh shit I was like, I haven't said that out loud. And he, and he, we were on the phone. He was like, feels kind of good to be a little vulnerable. Right. And I was like, yeah, I it does. I don't know what that vulnerable thing is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. It, so do it, you mean like, when you say the pressure to be masculine, do you mean not having those vulnerable moments? Yes. Or do you mean like taking to people being, out on dates? Or like, no, what do like you mean by being that? vulnerable. I think it's, I think it, I think that really what it kind of boils down to is like, Guys are not allowed to be vulnerable. The fact that you, we've even said it before, you know how like, wow, Bobby, like, and actually someone this weekend commented, they're like, you're in therapy? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, wow, that's, I didn't expect a guy to be in therapy. I'm like, yeah, we do it too. We fucking need it. And like, 
Well, especially because you do portray a lot of this macho man yeah. that you're talking about, too. So it's it's interesting. And yeah, I was definitely taken back when I heard that you were in therapy. Yeah. And I think like I think there's a problem with that. I think like the, this, like I said, this pressure, you know, the societal pressure to just be so tough. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to be tough all the time. Like it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel heartbreak. It's okay to feel, um, to mourn. It's okay to feel these feelings. Like, do you ever notice, like, do you ever notice, like, when you're talking to someone or, like, if, if, you're, if you're at a funeral, do you ever notice, like, when you see the dad cry or, like, you see, like, you know, the brother cry, it hits you a little Absolutely, bit harder. 100%. And it's like, why, though? Why? That, you know, if a, if someone's, you know, pa- dad dies or something like that, it affects the brother just as much as it does the daughter. That's a really good and it's point. Like, but, but how come you walk up, you're expecting Susie to cry, but you're not expecting Brandon to cry. Wow. And it's like, why does that hit so much more? I've seen my dad cry. I've lost it. I can't. I've seen my mom cry a bunch as well, too. Um, My dad, nearly not as much. But when I see my mom cry, not that it doesn't hurt as much. It's just more acceptable it's a little bit more acceptable kind of massive to say but yeah which is which is what the societal pressure is it's acceptable where i saw my dad cry and i was like holy shit like something is serious and this fucking hurts so i think what your message here is is let men be vulnerable and on the flip side of that for the beginning of the question let girls have pimples and not always look perfect. Yes, absolutely. Sweatpants at the bar. You said it tonight. Let's yeah, go. Sweatpants baby. at the bar, as long as they're just like not covered in paint and you look like you rolled out of a trash can. And even then, there are some girls who can pull that off. So like <laughs> a girl at the bar can wear sweatpants and then a guy can cry. And yes. then that then then that's utopia. Yeah, that is how <laughs> high tides raise all ships. That's that's where we're at. All right, guys. Wow, that was fun. I was longer than I expected it to be, but you know what? I had a good time doing it. No, no, that was like again. I can't thank everybody enough um, for sh- you know sending us all these questions and everything. It was a blast. I, I mean, this was a great episode. I um, learned a lot about you that I I was surprised by, and about men. Mostly <laughs> my my learning about the whole like peeing and 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 going number two at the same time. I've always wondered that. The fair. Of I'm course. so glad I had a podcast I, to ask it all. <laughs> I, I love the fact that out of all the great questions we had asked, the one thing that she was happy about was peeing and pooping. But no, for real, I, your answers were impressive. And Thank shout you. out to you. Yeah, shout out to you as well. There's Thank some you. things I learned, not so much about you, but about women. You know what I mean? I, I learned about you as well, too. Don't worry. But I do want to thank everybody for for sending in so many questions. I mean, we could we could go on for six hours about this and maybe we'll do another episode like this as well. Um, but, you know, specific shout outs go out to my friend Tiffany, um, buddy Nick, Jeannie, Scott, Emily, Pete, Liv, Tyler, Wagner, Rita and Richie. Thank you guys so much. You made this episode and yes. we had uh, 12 hours ago. We literally had no idea we we're doing. So yeah. thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. On that note. Feel free to follow the Irregular Podcast Instagram at Irregular Podcast. Also, follow my personal page at YoBob, E-Y-O-O-O underscore B-O-B. And my personal Instagram page at Katie underscore A-N-I. That's K-A-I-T-Y underscore A-N-I. And you know the drill. We're looking for guests. If you have a good story, if you have something you're passionate about, a struggle, hit us up. We want to hear from you. On that note. We will talk to you next Thursday. Love you. Love you guys.